1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm Lauren Sweeney from Rise Up For You, and I'm just excited to talk today with you, Connie. Let's start by telling our listeners and our viewers a little bit about you, and then we're going to be discussing all the things in terms of training, development, soft skills development, which, of course, us at Rise Up For You, we are all about that. Why don't you start by telling us, first of all, where do you live and a little bit about your background?
0: Sure. So I am in Dallas, Texas right now, and we just got this huge snowstorm, and we were not equipped, so we have power now for a couple days, but my background is um, I'm a global HR leader in a high-growth tech company, and I started out in retail at Nevis, and I was in their buying program, so my soft skills from there translated in HR, and for me, it's all about creating meaningful work for our team as we achieve our strategic goals for the organization.
1: I love it. I also have a a retail background from back in the day as well, before I started doing more coaching and leadership work. You do learn a lot when you're in that that type of environment. And I know before our conversation today, we had talked about the importance of soft skills development. And do you see more of a need for it now that we're in this virtual world than you even did before?
0: Definitely. I think it's so important. I mean, you hear that people don't leave jobs, they leave their manager. And I was just talking to somebody earlier, and it's all about does the manager care about me and my aspirations and what I need to do to develop and do a great job? And that's all about soft skills. That's about understanding your team and what's important to them and giving that immediate feedback on how they can do better and grow, but in a positive way to motivate them.
1: Absolutely. I get a lot of questions, as I'm sure you do, being in the global HR space. How do you motivate
0: a remote team? Is that even possible? Yeah, no, no, it's so possible. I think number one is just creating transparency in the organization and making sure that everybody has visibility into what's happening and what leadership is doing. So We definitely think that having those regular coffee chats with the CEO and the leadership and sharing the product roadmap, sharing feedback from pulse surveys, and then getting buy-in. So you can definitely create a weekly meeting and bring in different people in the org, talk to them about what you're doing as an organization, and then asking for feedback, right? Asking for feedback is so important, not taking it personally. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Having that emotional intelligence as we get feedback and get wanting that 360 degree approach as a leader. I love that. How do you feel like leadership has changed, especially in the soft skills development
0: space in the past year? Yeah. So it's all about really leading yourself. Right. As a leader, people want to lead people who are ethical who have integrity who show care who want to create a good life experience for their team. So that's kind of a big theme this year is making sure that we understand what's important to our people but not only at work but at home, right? What are they dealing with and that we tap into that and when you can create that relationship, I think that's important for leaders to share even, you know, their own personal dealings and what's good, what's bad, and just being human and being sincere about who you are. I think people want to work with real people because they want to be able to be real at their own work. So both kind of soft skills, I think, are going to be really valid and important in this coming year. And leaders should always, always grow as a leader, do something to grow their skills. I think that's so important.
1: Absolutely. Can you share with our listeners, is there anything in particular you're really into in terms of your own development and growth right now?
0: So for me, um, I am a little bit on the introverted side, not that I don't love speaking to people one-on-one all day long, but I realized in COVID, it's just great that I can be at home and go for a walk after work or talk to one person after work or before work or do an at-home workout. So for me, it's just about staying you know, staying ahead of keeping uh, my relationships going, seeing what's out there. I want to work on Agile HR this year, the, the continuous performance management that I think so many people are are wanting to move to instead of the annual. And um, speaking, that's why I'm on the podcast. I think that's really important to be able to share my viewpoints. And I think all of that will just helps you grow as a person. So those are kind of the three big things that I'm working on this year.
1: Absolutely. I I love what you said too, that you could, you could work and then you could go outside, take a walk. What do you think about the importance of environment in this remote culture?
0: So are you saying environment as far as the weather or environment that you create for the workforce?
1: Yes, not the blizzard that, that Texas found itself in this week. Not necessarily the weather, but I yeah the the environment we're, we're in. So if we're at home, maybe there's there's positive things in our in our workspace, or that you could take a walk outside and have some separation from your work. Since we're working and sleeping and eating and having relationships all in the same place, it gets pretty interesting.
0: So for me, I didn't go to my yoga studio for like five and a half months, and I found this workout at home. It was uh, an app called Melissa Wood Health, and I just do these at-home workouts, but it's all about, I think, taking that break to take care of yourself, to take that break, to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and you know, take that break to really go on vacation, even though we're not going anywhere. And refreshing and relaxing and recharging, so that when we do come back to work, we come back even stronger. And I think having that helps with your attitude and your mindfulness and your energy levels as well. So those are the, that's the kind of environment that I think is super important, and that has helped me through this past year. I
1: love that. Same. I've been getting more fresh flowers or going outside, yeah. eating lunch on the front patio.
0: I love I that about flowers. I think that's so so great. Yesterday, my husband actually drove us in the snow because he's got a four-wheel drive and he drove my daughter and I to Trader Joe's so she could get fresh flowers. But those sorts of things, making your home space um, pretty, making it relaxing, not, not cluttered, right? Opening up the windows so you get sunshine, having your pet by you every day. I mean, all those kinds of things help with our, um, you know, just our... Happiness every day.
1: Absolutely, which translates to our work, which translates to even our creativity. When let's go back to soft skills development. Is there a favorite if you had to pick one soft skill? You're on a deserted island and it's an HR deserted island and you can only take home one soft skills with you. Which one would you pick?
0: I think it's uh relationship building. I think it's all about relationship building. And in that it's you know, multifaceted because it's about having good listening skills and getting to know people and that empathy and caring and um, not thinking about yourself, but thinking about how you can connect others. And so I think it's all about relationships because that's how you're going to build influence in your work. And when you build influence in your work, you will be more successful in whatever you're trying to do. So for instance, in HR, there's a thousand programs that we can be working on, but you have to have a relationship with people so that you understand and that they wanna to come to you and that they'll buy into the program, but they'll also give you honest feedback and consider you a trusted advisor. So I think it's just about relationships and building relationships. For me, that is like pretty important.
1: Absolutely those relationships that we build as we do our own self coaching as we support our teams as we develop as a leader how do you feel that you're able to support a leader and or their team that's not that open to feedback
0: yeah so i think what you have to do is if you don't have values in an organization Try to put values in something that you all agree upon and then talk about how we make decisions and you tie it back to the values. So that's a good way in a conversation to say, well, you know, we're trying to do this and this is important to us. So, you know, I think that's why. What do you think about this? And also just asking questions, right? Like what what's important to you? what's your motivation you know what motivates you what's meaningful what are you trying to get at and so i think those are the sorts of things that hopefully you can get some good feedback from that person and then break down some barriers
1: yeah i love that about asking questions so important people love to talk and oftentimes i will hear from clients i'm so nervous i'm so nervous what will people think of me I try and remind them, they're thinking about themselves, right, Connie? They're not necessarily, they're worried about how they look, or if they're nervous, they're not necessarily thinking and judging you as a person, and maybe they are, but sometimes it, it helps us when we're getting over those nerves.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Lauren. It's A lot of times, it's just not about you at all. It's about what's going on with them, right, in their heads and their minds, and that's really important for you to realize that when you deal with people. It's usually it's the what's in it for me, right?
1: Yes, the favorite radio station, right? W I T M. What's in it for me? What's W-I-F-M? <laughs> yes, W I F M. That's it. <laughs> what's what's in it for me? Or everyone has that sign around their neck. How can you make me feel important? How can you make me feel special? Such a great conversation to ask ourselves as leaders how can I make the other person feel important? How can I make them feel special? You know, you have the, we are talking about flowers, right? You both have flowers in our, our work environments. How can we create things so that we can fill up our own cup as a leader and then be even better with those around us in our communities where we both have children in our workspaces? Everyone is a person and they want to be heard. They want to give, an, give a space to be able to
0: talk. No, I completely agree with you. It's, so important I think self-care and you've heard that analogy with being in an airplane and mask comes down you really got to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself you can't help any anyone else and I think that's a good attitude too is just to really be outward focused as well and think about other people instead of thinking about yourself
1: yeah absolutely so let's go back to the training and development space. How do you know as a leader, and of course, they can bring us in, right? They can bring us in as consultants. But how do you know if you're running an organization or you're a leader in some capacity, where to focus on in terms of soft skills development?
0: Yeah, I think that the, the thing lately that I'd like to do is do pulse surveys. So perhaps you do a survey, right? Perhaps you do many workshops where you bring in somebody from each Department, uh, perhaps you do one on ones and just reach out to people individually. That certainly takes a lot longer. So whole surveys are a great way to start and then taking that data and you can always dig in deeper. And uh, you know people are very open to sharing you know what they need. Or you just look at a problem and you say, what's the issue? What kind of what are we trying to get to and how what do we need to do to get there, right? What's the end result we're trying to achieve? What do we need to do to, what do we need to have? What do we need to do to get there? And then you can come up with some ideas and then you can always, you know, I don't like to do things in in a silo. So share that with a team and then get feedback and see if you can get that buy-in and commitment and define what it is in a soft skill or soft skills that you want to start working on.
1: Absolutely. I love that because people support what they create. So if they're, if they have buy in. They will wanna help implement it.
0: That's so true. It's all about getting people to be part of a change, right? And come along.
1: That goes back to earlier when we talking about motivation too. If we're leading and we have buy in, it makes it easier for people then to continue the process, to want to make it their own, not
0: just coming from the executive. That's right. And and that's why it's nice to have these. Uh, kind of organizations that really value um, people sharing ideas and thoughts and when you do that you can come up with some great innovative solutions to things it's hard to create things all at the top so if you have an idea and a way for people to share ideas and thoughts and then go from there I think that is another way to show to get buy-in because people say well I've seen somebody propose that and then look what happened with it. So I'm going to propose something and then you get this little business of entrepreneurs where people actually own their business, right? Like it's their own.
1: Love that. Then you're really creating a culture where people want to rise up, just like the name of our company, Rise Up For You. Then you have, I love that that, that idea of all these little entrepreneurs inside of, one big entrepreneurial company.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it is all about rising up and rising people up. And we all can rise up together, right? We don't need to have, you know, a Queen Bee or a King Arthur or whatever. Like we should want everybody to lift up together so that we can create the best environment for everybody.
1: That's perfect. Well, we do love to always ask on the podcast, what does Rise Up For You mean to you?
0: To me, it's just about creating meaningful work for people and really finding out what they want and where they want to grow and how they can best work at an organization and be valued and then being a little entrepreneur and then create, just remove those obstacles and create ways to do that, create a solution within the organization with different people bringing thoughts in. So I think rising up is just always constantly having this growth mindset and growing and you know, achieving our goals and our desires and having the best life for ourselves, everybody.
1: Love it. Well, I know you and I connected on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is definitely one of our favorite platforms professionally. If people wanna connect with you, Connie, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, I would just put in Connie Clark, GPHR, SPHR. That's for my global and my professional certifications that I got and I would be happy to connect and chat more. I love it.
1: Fantastic. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Connie, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast today. We're excited. Reach out if you have questions as well. This whole virtual world is amazing. I'm glad the weather is definitely looking up for you in Texas. Definitely. And I think it's fantastic the work that you're doing and bringing people together and that growth mindset. So thank you so well, much thank for joining me.
0: Thank you to Lauren, for inviting me and for having me. I think it's great what you guys are doing as well. so can't wait to see where your where your firm grows. So kudos to you guys.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. You as well. We'll talk soon. Okay, thanks.